Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. First of all, before we get started, we want to be able to enter into a time of worship and praise with him. So join with us as we follow the music that's set before us as we worship him together. So Father, bless this time, bless the worship. I pray where each and every one is, you will infiltrate their home as you invade, as you occupy, as you establish yourself within the praises of your people. Bless them, I pray. Touch them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be.
blessed assurance Jesus is mine Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine Heir of salvation Purchase of God Born of His Spirit
Amen. I especially like that song, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is ours. And the reality of that is he's with us. He's in us. He's around us. He's there every step of the way through every journey that we take. Even though we might be separated this morning in reference of being at church, instead being in our own homes, he's with us in every home. He's closer than the mention of his name. So Lord, I do, I pray that you will reach down to each home and that you will reach down into each life and that you will touch them, bless them, heal them, restore them. Lord, we continue to remember those who are in our hearts and, and on our minds. And Lord, those who are being newly diagnosed with COVID, those who are walking through the situations and recuperating, Lord, we pray that you would be with them in every step of the way. I pray your touch and your hand. I pray your, your, your protection and safety. I pray your imparting health to each one this morning. Lord, just touch them and renew them and restore them, whether they're in their homes recuperating, whether they're in hospitals or nursing homes, surround them. I pray that you will bless this house with the furthering of your kingdom. In other words, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, I, I want to thank you for being with us here this morning. We're excited that you are with us. This is, again, a little shift. We will be doing online-only services for the next couple of weeks and then reevaluate the situation, especially with our county being purple right now and so many are being affected in so many ways. We just pray that the end of this thing is definitely inside and that God is doing a work that only he can do. He can heal supernaturally. He can heal through the hands of scientists and doctors. He's God, he controls things. They are being led by somebody other than themselves with knowledge beyond what they have themselves. And I just pray that they'll recognize that someone else besides themselves is at work here. So let me just take a few minutes, well, okay, let me take a few moments here this morning and share with you, uh, I don't know whether to say what's going on or what's not going on, but uh, we just want to make you aware of some things. So take a look at the slides that we have for you and just take a peek there while we take a break here just to take a look at the announcements this morning. Amen.
You're needed in human resources, please. No. You got this, PD. Come on now. Yes. I got it. <laughs> hey. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, you got some, huh? You got some stuff on your nose? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you seen him? No, it's my first day. Yeah, mine too. This may be the best day of my life. <laughs> I know. He just oozes kindness, you know? If he walked in here right now, I would totally turn into a snow puddle. They say that his eyes just radiate with love and, and candy, but mostly love. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. They say that he makes you feel like you're the only person in the room. Have you ever seen how the children's faces just light up when they see him? The hope that he spreads? I can't hardly contain myself right now. Can you imagine being friends with him? I know. <laughs> Sometimes there aren't enough words to express how amazing he is. We should celebrate him all year round. If it were up to me, we would. His love, his grace, coming to this earth to save us. Come on, guys. Let's go celebrate Jesus' birthday. Just FYI, I was... I was talking about Jesus the whole time. Oh, I was too. Mm -hmm. I 100% I was talking about Jesus. Same page, same yeah. page. I hope you enjoyed that video at the end. I'll tell you what, uh, you never get tired of at least cracking a smile in one way or another, especially given the circumstances. Before I get started this morning, I want to invite you to go to the website at RavennaAG.com. If you'd like to be able to follow along, you can do so by simply clicking on our website, going to the tab at the top that says Media, and just click on that Media tab. Don't click on the stuff that's underneath that. And that'll take you to our Media page where just below where we have our video, there is a button, well, there's a, a place that you can click on to go ahead and uh, download. You can just bring it up on screen, you can print it. It's in a PDF form as far as the notes for this particular message this morning. Do miss you guys being here, that's for sure. I'd rather be looking at you than at the camera any day. But uh, we want to go ahead and get started this morning. I have something on my heart that I want to share with you. It's from Romans chapter 5. It begins by saying, and not only that, but we also glory in our tribulations. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's, that's what Paul's saying. He says, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. <laughs> perseverance, character, and character, hope. 
But it's not a verse you probably want to hear this morning. But now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us. What I want to share with you about this morning has to deal with desert seasons. Desert seasons in our lives. It's like, it, 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 you know, sometimes they're, they, they can be days, sometimes they can be months, even sometimes years. It's what we feel like we've been walking through here lately. But the question comes back to what is God doing in those desert seasons in our lives? Well, this is a passage here in Romans, I believe, for a desert season. Now, the first lesson, the number one thing for desert seasons is that in every desert place in your life, there will be, are you ready? This is so exciting. There will be suffering. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the truth. It, it, it wouldn't be a desert if you didn't have suffering. The very idea of, 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 of desert is dryness, a lack of rain. You're talking about a difficulty of fertility or, or any, anything green or lush being able to grow. Christians mainly would like to avoid this. I know I would, but we like to avoid desert places. We want to just snap our fingers and, and, and at that point, you know, find ourselves just saying, God, change the circumstances. Many times, by his grace, he does that. There are other times, though, that he allows the desert for a period of time. Now, I'll say it again. Desert places are places of suffering. And, and, and the question is, of course, why isn't God doing something? You know, I hear that question more often than not. People walking through things, dealing with things in their life, issues, sick, whatever that might be from finances down to family, why isn't God doing something about this? Well, you will find in your life, if, if God is going to do any significant work in your life at all, it will be done partly through pain, emotionally, physically, even spiritually. It, it, will, it will be done through the, the, the crucible of pain. I, I'm not real happy about having to share that with you, but many times there's something more at work than what we're seeing. And the thing that we're most tempted to do when we hit pain is to check out of the process and immediately run to something that will drown the hurt, that will drown the pain. Or, or, or could I, I go on and say, or the loneliness of pain. You, you know, it's, it, it's out there, it's, there's so much. But the first reaction to our suffering is not to rejoice, let's be real. I don't. So I, I've had to go back and I've looked at the scripture and I recognize something that to me is extremely important about the grammar that's written here. And, and that there is not a period after the word suffering or tribulation, depending on the version that you might be using at home. If there was a period, it, it, it would basically just read uh, that, that uh, <laughs> uh, from, from the standpoint that 
but we also glory in tribulation. Period. Well, it's not a period, it's a comma. And that would be, forget it. We could, we could write that verse off as, as something that was written by a masochist instead. And, and, and someone who likes to take pleasure in, in, in being in pain or inflict. Well, I am, I am a lot of things, but I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm not a masochist. Nor do I like to hang around those who are. Because as soon as they're done hurting themselves, I find they usually turn around and hurt you as well. But it's not a period, it's a comma. And in every desert place, there's going to be suffering. There's going to be tribulation. But the suffering becomes something. It becomes perseverance. And that's the second part of this message, perseverance. The, the Greek word for that word perseverance is hupame. Hupame. Oh, hupame. <laughs> Sometimes I can't read my own writing. Hupame. So, mento in that word there, that, that ending part, means to abide. And, and hoop, it, it, is, it means to fall under, to abide underneath, in other words, is what it's, what it's expressing. So, it's like, if you would, it's like carrying the load that's on your back and carrying it, it well, it's a heavy load on top of that. And you abide underneath that load. Listen, I, I want you to understand. God will either remove that load or give you strength to carry it. I guarantee it. Let me tell you the difference between two things. First of all, a miracle, okay? That's when God removes the load. That's what a miracle is. Maturity is when God gives you the strength to carry it. That's huge. Think about that for a second. A miracle is when God removes the load, but maturity is when God gives you the strength to carry it. Now, there's another, that word perseverance is actually staying power, not running power, okay? We live in a society that craves literally self-fulfillment, which really is in direct opposition to the gospel, which is not to self-sufficiency or self-fulfillment, but self-denial. In other words, it's not me first, it's Jesus first, God first. And the temptation of suffering or tribulation is to try to do something quick to, you know, escape it. I want to feel fulfilled. I, I, I want to, to feel, you know, that, that I can escape and I can be at oh, peace again. Well, let me, let me say this. Number three, as we stay underneath the load and God gives us the strength to wrestle through this pain character is produced character suffering produces the staying power and staying power produces the character it's not it's well it's just not so with some people some people check out of the process and because they check out, they become bitter and not better. Their, 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 their character becomes corroded, if you will. But to those who are determined to follow Jesus and to not get hung up on the why questions, but instead 
ask, what now, God? What, what, what now, God? God is with you, my friend. I'm going to tell you every step of the way. It's not a matter of trying to uh, come up with a magic formula and say this or a way to pray like this or, or things, unless God gives you a word to do that. But in most cases, it's I'm embracing this and asking him, what do you want to do with this? What do you want to do with this that's, that's, that's come down the mountain and tried to mow me down? As I wrap my arms around it, I'm asking God, what do you want to do with this? And something wonderful begins at that point to transform or, or something begins to happen in your life and you're a better person because of it. Sure, I don't know about you, but I'd be glad if what happened didn't ever happen to begin with. But since it happened, God's been at work and he's been in the process. And I could probably say that you're sweeter today and, 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 and your nature today and is better. You're, you're better today and more Christ-like today and kinder today, gentler today and more forget. You know, when you go through circumstances such as those dry desert seasons, you begin to look at things a whole lot different. That's, that, that's, I'm talking about the time before the suffering and the tribulation occurred. And the truth is, it's a choice when we walk through these things, whether we're going to become bitter or better. And honestly, the difference is just one letter. You see, as incredible as it may seem, our deserts can be an oasis of God's presence. I've found as I'm walking through this time of, of, of the COVID pandemic and, and the shutdowns and the non-gatherings and the way that we have to structure things as far as services. And of course, we're, our, our heart is about you and protecting you and praying over you and making sure that you're safe as well. This is why we take the kind of steps that we're taking. One thing I desperately miss is that collective presence of God amongst his people. When we gather together, when we're able to worship freely, when we're able to move in certain ways and not be confined instead of being at home just at those times where I love his presence in my, in my private times. I long for them. Man, I'll, I'll spend as much time as I need to for that. I'll be honest. I feel like I've been speaking in tongues more here lately than, than I ever have just to know in knowing his presence. But I miss what we have as a body of believers when we come together. And, and I say that because what I've realized is out of the hardship, God can produce incredible fruitfulness if we won't run from the process. There have been things that have happened, things that have gone on that I'll share with you at a future time. But I can guarantee you what I just said as far as God producing incredible fruitfulness in our lives if we don't run from the process is absolutely true. Take a look, if you will, at verse 5 from Psalm 84 as it says, Blessed is the man whose strength, I'm sorry, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. Look, let, let me say something here. Baca is a tree 
it's, it's kind of more like a shrub that's a desert plant. And, 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 and again, it says, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart, that's God, whose heart is set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of these baka, these shrubs. That's what it's saying here is it's, it's endurance and character development is what's happening at this point. Now, suffering, tribulation produces endurance and endurance produces that kind of character and character then more, um, metamorphosizes into hope. It's, it's really a four-step process. That's why Paul can say at the beginning, we rejoice in our suffering, in our tribulations. I mean, otherwise, I'd say he has to be on medication. How about you? But what I'm saying here is that's the reason behind why he's saying what he's saying. It's not suffering per se. He's a veteran Christian. He knows as a veteran Christian, he knows where suffering or tribulation is going if you stay close to the Lord and let the Holy Spirit transform your life. Look, the suffering will develop staying power in you. The same power will develop you, who you are, your, your character that you are, and you'll become Christ-like. It's about reprocessing our condition. If we get stuck in a certain belief or faith along this line, and are not teachable so that God can show us, God can lead us and guide us, we're going to be, of most people, miserable, always questioning God. But when we rest in Him, when we allow Him to develop us and teach us in this time of suffering and tribulation, it's amazing the condition change He brings into your life. You'll be able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Even through, though they're, they're, they deliberately know why they're doing it, you're able to turn around and you're able to say, hey, you're able to find positiveness. You're able to find clarity. You're able to find hope. It will keep you tender, my friend. It will keep you from being bitter and harsh and selfish. Look, you know, some people, as they get older, who I'm talking to. <laughs> but some people, as they get older, are, are so into, I don't want to say it, rehearsing their hurts. The, the people that you don't want to be around because <laughs> you know that when you're around them, they're just going to dump a ton of misery on you. Last thing you want to ask them is, how you doing? Because they're going to tell you exactly how they're doing. And, and you'll need a, a spiritual shower after you've been with them for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I know, I just got in trouble with somebody, but I, I, it's the truth. God doesn't want that in our lives, friend. The, the last step in the process is hope. Now look, I, I get a kick out of a lot of people who, uh, for example, on Facebook, man, all they do is they list their pains, their misery, and their sorrows. I, I, don't, need a, I don't need a blow by blow thing. I like to skip through those things. Because I know that the last step in this process, as well as you, through the scriptures, know that it is hope. And what happens many, time in a, many times in a desert place 
is that you may never see the ultimate good of what was produced because the fruitfulness will outlast your life. And, and, and that's, that's really kind of like Paul in prison. Paul had no, I mean, he's going through the misery of being jailed, of being a prisoner. And he's used to visiting all these churches. And as a result of not being able to visit the churches, as he's in prison then, as they come to him, he writes letters under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And God's words come through those, those pages. And as a result of those words, he didn't see it. It wasn't in his lifespan. But as a result of those letters, they have become God's word to us. His holy word that governs us and guides us 2,000 years later. I don't think Paul sat there as he wrote those letters to the churches thinking, boy, they're going to enjoy these letters 2,000 years from now. No, that's just it. It's an incredible thing about staying true to the Lord. He knows what he's doing. And, and we would like to have, uh, you know, sort of a, a neatly tied life going out like a, a present so nicely all wrapped up. And we just, you know, but, but besides being wrapped too tight sometimes for people, there are many loose ends in our lives, but not in God's eternity. When you're a believer, your sufferings, your tribulations are going somewhere. They're not dead-end streets. That's huge to remember. This is not it. This is not over. It's not done. It's not a dead-end street. It's going somewhere. The enemy wants us to think that, that, that we only have you know, one way, one talent, we, so that we don't have much, or we don't think that we have much to give, or that we don't think we're going to be able to do this or do that. So, so don't spend the wand. Don't do that. Look, even though we might not think we have much, little is much in the hands of God. We might think that it, it, it won't account for anything. But in a, in a spirit-filled life and a spirit-filled church, you can believe that a little bit of seed will grow a great big harvest. Oh, amen to that. Again, <clears throat> when you're a believer, your sufferings are going somewhere. They're not a dead-end street. We'll find that God was present in our desert, in those places where we thought we might have been alone. And when we didn't have the strength to walk another step, he gives us strength to walk that next step. Strength to connect this whole process that instead of the sufferings derailing us, taking us off course, messing up our lives, instead of them demoralizing us and destroying us, God transforms the, the sufferings, the tribulations into endurance. And endurance produces a kind of character that, 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 that bears witness to Jesus Christ that's in our, who's, who's in our lives. There's something about growing and, 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 and developing that he breathes in. And the end result of all of that is hope. Hope. And, 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 and a bright future, friend. 
because Jesus is with us. He will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. There we, therefore, we can say the whole thing. We rejoice in our sufferings. Why? Because suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. And when it's all said and done, we'll not be disappointed. I love what that says. I, I love how it puts it. Uh, now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given us. Uh, let me, I just want to read it again. Not only that, but also glory in our tribulations, knowing the tribulations character, character, hope. Now hope does not what? Disappoint. Because the love of God, this is who he is. It's not something he has. It's the love of God. It's, it's his nature. It's his character. And it is poured out in our hearts. It's imparted by the Holy Spirit who's been given us. Maybe you're in a desert place today. But I'm praying that your life be flooded. Be flooded by the love of God. Shed abroad. I love that phrase, shed abroad. Because the truth is, that phrase, shred, shred. <laughs> shed is, is the picture of Niagara Falls and all that billions of water that's pouring over and pounding down. That's the picture of this word shed. In other words, that's the power of his love that, that he is and all you need him to be being poured out, shed abroad, cataract into your heart, into your life. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out, has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given us. This morning, if that's you in the dry place and you're stuck and you're trying to get out of it, stop. Let him lead you out of it. The more you try to get out of it, the longer you're going to end up staying in it. But understand these verses and what God is saying. He's saying, you're going someplace. These things are not just happening and so you're going to be destroyed totally and completely. No, no, no. It's leading somewhere. And he wants to lead you into victory. He wants to lead you in overcoming. He wants to lead you in being more than a conqueror. He wants to lead you so that you become that witness, if you will, to all those who are around you that Christ is with you. With him, nothing is too difficult. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this morning, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't have that personal relationship, if you don't know this hope that I'm referring to, it's not something you have to do to earn it. It's not something you have to work up to come before him and hope that he accepts you. No, this is not about you. It's about who he is. So instead of you having to work up something to bring to him, all you have to do is receive from out of what he's done for you by saying yes. It's called surrender and asking him to come into your life to receive him as Lord, to forgive you of your sin and save you. So Lord, this morning as we end this message together, I pray your words sink deep into our hearts and teach us this morning. 
And if it be that one that's listening right now that is looking to, to you for, for some kind of release, let them know receiving in their life. Let them say yes to you as you share with them and shed abroad your love in them through the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that they would simply pray, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Save me in Jesus' name. You might think that that is simply uh, 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 too easy, but let me tell you something. That's exactly why he did what he did. It's not about you struggling. It's about you resting. So, Lord, I pray that you will bless them, encourage them, continue to strengthen them, love on them, be with them in their coming ins and their going outs. Again, I pray, protect them, keep them safe, and impart your help to them. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer of salvation, would you just go to your, your, your email and drop us a line, either pastor at RavennaAG.com or, or office at RavennaAG.com. We'd love to be able to share with you as a result of your yes. We just want to continue to encourage you and watch you and live beside you and enjoy the celebration of you knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.